Arthur Morgan was born in 1863 to Beatrice and Lyle Morgan. His mother died when he was very young, and his father was a petty criminal and outlaw who was arrested for larceny in 1874 when Arthur was only 11 years old. At some point in his early adolescent life, his father Lyle was killed, and Arthur witnessed it. He wore his hat ever since he passed away. Around 1877, Arthur was picked up by Dutch Vanderlyn and Hosea Matthews. Viewing him as a surrogate father figure, Arthur came to share Dutch's vision of a life lived free of the constraints of civilization and the rule of law, becoming one of the first members of the Vanderlyn gang. At some other point in his youth, Arthur met a girl named Mary Gillis, and the two were deeply in love. However, Arthur's preference for a life of crime and the disapproval of Mary's family caused the relationship to fall through. At some point later, Arthur met and slept with a young waitress named Eliza, resulting in her becoming pregnant with their son, Isaac. Eliza knew what Arthur was, but accepted whatever help he offered her and her son. She also accepted the personal involvement with her and her son's life that Arthur would have. Arthur would visit Eliza and Isaac every few months and stay with them for a few days at a time. One day, Arthur arrived at their home and saw two crosses outside. Arthur knew immediately that they were both dead and later learned that they were killed by robbers, all for $10. The incident hardened Arthur ever since and he never truly coped with the pain. The Blackwater Massacre was an infamous and violent gunfight involving the Vanderlyn Gang, the Blackwater Police Department, the Pinkerton National Detective Agency, and Landon Ricketts. It took place in the town of Blackwater in May of 1899 during a heist on a nearby ferry. According to the accounts of the incident, the Vanderlyn Gang organized and then subsequently executed a heist to rob a ferry carrying over $150,000 in the town of Blackwater. Much of the information concerning the incident during the heist and what specifically sparked such a bloody massacre are mired in ambiguity, and much of what happened is not widely known. What is known is that sometime during the events of the heist, Dutch himself executed a young and defenseless woman named Heidi McCourt by shooting her in the head. The Pinkerton National Detective Agency and the Blackwater Police Department and other law enforcement bodies swarmed the small city and assaulted the Vanderlyn gang during the ferry heist. While not exactly clear how, members Davy, McCallender, Jenny, and John were all shot, and Dave and Jenny suffering critical injuries that later led to them losing their lives. It was also unclear how Sean McGuire was knocked out and taken by bounty hunters after the massacre took place. Arthur Morgan and Hosea Matthews missed most of the action from the massacre. They were focusing their efforts on a real estate scam to steal money and corrupt wealthy crooks in Blackwater. 
which they had planned to carry out the day after the successful ferry heist. But they still managed to escape with the rest of the Vanderling gang and packed up to head north, up into the snowy mountains of Amberino. And this is where our story begins. Many hoped and many prayed Red Dead Redemption 2 has finally released on the PC gaming platform. To celebrate this release and this wonderful game's method of storytelling, we will be talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. This is the third Red Dead series game and a prequel to the original Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption 2 is set in an open world consisting of five American regions, which the player can explore as they proceed through the story and can be played through both third and first person view. As Arthur Morgan, players can interact with the game world in several ways, including story missions, side quests, challenges, random events, and hunting. Upon release, Red Dead 2 received widespread universal acclaim. The commercial success, Red Dead Redemption 2, had the second biggest launch in history entertainment following Rockstar Games' Grand Theft Auto V, generating $725 million in sales from its opening weekend and shipping over 23 million copies in retail. So, let's put back on our story hats and jump back into Arthur Morgan's world in Red Dead Redemption 2. Following the failure of the Blackwater Massacre and the Vanderlyn Gang's subsequent escape into the Amberino Mountains, Arthur and Dutch go scouting for supplies and any sign of Micah or John. A snowstorm begins to kick up and they are soon faced with a group of people in three feet of snow. They soon encounter Micah, who tells them about a nearby homestead and leads them to it. Arthur hides behind a cattle shed and Micah hides behind a wagon while Dutch goes to speak to the people inside the house. As Dutch is speaking, Micah notices a body in the wagon and alerts Arthur, who says that Dutch should be in main focus who turn out to be members of the O'Driscoll Boys gang, begin to threaten Dutch, ultimately leading to a shootout between Arthur, Dutch, and Micah against the said O'Driscolls. Once the shootout is over, Dutch tells Arthur to help him search the cabin for supplies. Arthur finds food and ammunition, as well as a photograph of the previous inhabitants of the cabin. Dutch tells Arthur to search the barn for anything of use. Arthur enters the barn and is ambushed by an O'Driscoll. A brawl ensues, which Dutch observes in amusement as Arthur easily subdues his opponent. Once the O'Driscoll is defeated, Dutch tells Arthur to beat information out of him. Once he's talked, Dutch gives Arthur the choice of sparing or killing the O'Driscoll, or he can simply knock him unconscious. After choosing what to do with the O'Driscoll that jumped you, you notice a horse in the barn that is in a panic. After calming it down, Dutch tells you to lead the horse to the hitching post outside the house, and that Arthur should keep the horse. As you wade through the heavy snow to where you can hitch your horse, you hear some commotion in the house from Micah taunting a woman. Her name's Sadie, and she was hiding in the cellar. The house is set on fire when some commotion knocks over a lantern. Dutch disarms Sadie and calms her down, and the four then return to the rest of the gang outside. After talking to Sadie, you discover that it was her home that the O'Driscolls had taken. 
she had been hiding there while they were planning to ambush your gang. You all bring Sadie back to your camp and try to weather this blizzard. And by doing so, you have shown compassion and your honor has went up. Once you get back to camp, Micah and Bill Williamson have a small fight before being stopped by Dutch. Dutch, Arthur, Lenny, and Javier, Bill and Micah, ride to the O'Driscoll boys' camp to steal their plans to rob a train. Dutch laughs because it seemed like it was fate that dropped a plan to rob a train in their lap when they needed it the most. And now this gang, caught in this blizzard, will sleep one last night before the action of tomorrow will bring explosive financial gain. Robbing a train? It's nothing someone like these people haven't done before. They read over the plan details and note that it is a good plan. Accompanying the Adriscoll's plan was some dynamite. The plan is to blow up the railway as the train begins to pass. That way no one will survive or there'll be a less likelihood of there being anyone on board to put up a fight. And everything will be free gain. It sounds like a good plan. The crew gets ready to leave the next morning. They collect their supplies and they head toward the site where the attack will take place. Where this train heist will begin and where they will take their prize to help them survive. The Driscoll boys approach a small hill that overlooks a curve in the railroad track. There, demolitions expert brings the dynamite down underneath of the track itself where it overhangs off of a small raise in the terrain. He traverses up to this spot, places the dynamite on the track, and he asks Arthur to run the detonator wire over to where the detonator will be placed. Arthur does this and then is told to go back up onto the hill to watch this take place. As he looks down on this scene, wind starts blowing and it kicks up snow and more snow starts to fall, resulting in a small blizzard. And it's turning into nighttime from the long journey to get to this place and the train is about to come. As the train passes around the corner, they hit the switch on the dynamite and nothing happens. The train continues to move forward and we now must chase it. Arthur Morgan quickly looks behind him to see a tunnel, a cave that the train must go through. He jumps on his horse and runs with the greatest strength of this horse to make it to the top of this cave, to jump down onto the train as it passes. He doesn't have much time and he must get there quickly. And he does so with grace. His horse is pushing itself. It's the same horse that he just stole from the Adriscolls and it clearly wasn't used for high octane moments like this. Closely behind Arthur on his horse are two other members of the Vanderling gang. As these three approach the tunnel, the opportunity to jump on the train presents itself. Arthur jumps off of his horse and jumps after the other two. One of them gets caught on the side of the train and falls off and you see them behind you. The other one hanging off the side of the train you now must help up to get on this train. You are just toward the end of the caboose, the last car on the train. You've barely made this jump 
and now you must help your friend and make your way to the front of the train to stop it and to rob it and to steal it for everything that you can so your family can survive this winter storm. It is now on you. Arthur quickly helps out his teammate and they proceed to the next rail car. The last two rail cars, the caboose and the one next to the caboose, seem to be sealed, so you jump over them to begin your assault on the cars closer to the engine, trying to get to the engine itself. It looks like there is a total of five cars. You've already passed two of them, so there's only three cars left. Arthur and the only person with him to take this train must now do this as a duo. You jump down after the second car, and you start to go through what looks like to be a clothing cabin filled with closets and other sorts of shoes, dresses, aprons, and other garments. You look behind one of these shirts and you see someone who steps out and he shoots you in the face. I hope you all have enjoyed the introduction rendition of Red Dead Redemption 2, proudly provided to you by 13 Palm Trees Podcast Productions. I would like to end this in a unique way. I'm going to tell you a quick story regarding this game. One of my cousins was in, and he was 11 years old at the time, back on the original Red Dead Redemption. And, you know, it's, it's a very violent game. It's questionable whether or not someone that age should even be playing something that can be so violent. But I'll never remember when he was sitting down in the middle of the living room floor playing the game. I'm on my phone or not minding what he's doing in the game. And he says, Ryan, do you know what I really love about this game? And I kind of chuckle and look up at him and I say, what? He goes, I love it when I tie people up and, and put them in the water because there's nothing they can do about it. And he said it so cute and innocently that I believed it deserves some merit. That that's part of the freedom in the game. You can be as horrible as you've always wanted to be. And he learned at a young age that that was perfectly acceptable. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Video Game Mythos. Mythos.